I was working with a virtual client earlier today, and she asked me this question. She said, how do I move forward when I don't have a direction? I mean, I don't know my end point. And I immediately thought of that conversation between Alice in Wonderland and the Cheshire Cat. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do a podcast on this. So here I am. (laughs) Shout out to you, Sarah. I'm curious if y'all know the exact conversation that popped into my head, and I'll share it right after this. A wise person once said, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Well, fish, quit trying to climb trees while getting advice from well-intentioned monkeys. It's time to jump in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. I'm Joy, a professional organizer, mom of four, and fellow fish brain. If you're looking for a place to get understanding, encouragement, and ideas for your home that actually fit how your brain thinks, then I'm glad you're here. Let's ditch the type A advice and embrace what makes our brains and our homes unique. Together, we can have a joy-loving home. The conversation that I'm referring to is in Lewis Carroll's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Alice is approaching a fork in the road. She looks up and sees the Cheshire Cat. The book reads as, as follows. Alice asked the Cheshire Cat, who was sitting in the tree. What road do I take? The cat asked. Where do you want to go? I don't know, Alice answered. Then, said the cat, it really doesn't matter, does it? (laughs) I have no idea why I think that is such a fabulous little bit of uh, literature. It really does lean into if you don't know where you're going, how are you ever going to figure out how to get there? And I have always found that to be a bit of a a monkey brain question. (laughs) Maybe because fish fish brains are very used to sort of swimming around lost all the time anyway. And more of a monkey to realize they don't know their end point. But in her case, I could tell her brain was jumping really far ahead of, well, you know, ideally, this room could be a place where I get my clothes all organized and it becomes this really great sort of wardrobe space, kind of dressing room of sorts, if you will. But I really could use my desk out of there, but it doesn't have the best lighting. And I'm afraid if I set it all up so that it's also my office, then I'm going to regret it. And then I'm going to, and I was like, slow down. (laughs) Just let's, let's stay pulled back a little bit and just say, what's our immediate need now? Let's Create a vision for what you need immediately. All of those things can come down the road in this journey, but we're not there yet. So we don't have to worry quite yet. So, how does she move forward in spite of not knowing the end point? Well, I've got a few suggestions and I thought I might share this. <laughs> for those of you that are in the free podcast community, which you can get to by going to bit.ly slash joylivinghomecommunity. There are 800 some of you in there now. I went live today with my first sort of live monthly Q&A that I'm going to try and pour into that group a little more because I didn't warn you all in advance that I was going to do it. 
I went ahead and picked my own questions <laughs> to answer. And I decided it would be a really great thing to start with would be this sort of illustration of the path a monkey brain takes to a goal and the path a fish brain takes to a goal. And then what do we do about that? Obviously, we're not the monkeys, so we don't have to worry about their way. And <laughs> interestingly enough, that's most of organizing, goal setting, productivity, planning, all of that is geared towards monkey style paths to meeting goals. So there's lots and lots of help out there for the monkey brains of the world. The fish brains, however, are constantly trying to force that sort of style of journeys to their goal in the same method that a monkey uses and then we get frustrated when it doesn't work out. If that's actually something you are interested in hearing about and you're not part of my group, jump in and join. Um, there's actually even a lovely printable that goes with it for free in which you can create a goal and, and try this method that I recommend for fish. So all that's in there if you want it. And I'll put the link in the show notes. But I had talked a few podcasts back about this sort of reverse domino effect that the ADHD brain can get into that will sort of paralyze us. And one of my awesome community members in there, it might have been in my membership group, if you get into that group, and you don't see this, but I think it was in the podcast community. She was like, do you know what that podcast reminded me of more than reverse dominoes? It reminded me of those old slide puzzles we used to do as kids. Now, I know, I know all of you are not quite as old as I am. So you may not have ever seen one of these. So you might have to Google what does a slide puzzle look like. But basically, it's a grid of squares that had little plastic discs. The squares were each little plastic individual squares <laughs> that had one empty space in which you could slide a square down and then slide squares over and then slide squares up and then slide squares over. As you worked your way sliding all of these pieces about, you would start to discover that it forms some sort of picture if you get all of the squares into the right place. One piece of it is being able to see the whole picture and what you're trying to get to. And sometimes you think you know, but then you realize when you get closer to the picture you wanted that actually you put two of the rows together at the bottom and you have the wrong row at the top and oh you now need to switch all of those squares around and you have to move every square one little grid by one little grid until it all works itself back out. Sometimes you can't even figure out what you're trying to do so you're just trying to put matching squares together and Sometimes you know immediately what you're getting to, but you're frustrated because you can't figure out how to get these squares out of the way to get the things into the right space until eventually you get that top left square <laughs> into the right spot and then everything else kind of anchors on there and you start to work your way through. This is a fabulous illustration of what's happening in the virtual work we're, we're doing at Sarah's house right now. She is trying to create a space that sort of became the catch-all for all her clothes that got a little out of hand in a way that it all gets reduced down and lives in these two small closets and a single dresser that would ideally be all that would be needed in the room. 
But right now, it's both closets full, it's two racks of clothes full, it's a dresser full, and it's some things piled up around the dresser. We're trying to, I'm giving her lots of creative ways, which maybe I'll dig into one time when we're talking about how to approach your closet in a new and novel, interesting little way to look at your clothes. But I had her starting on that process, and it kind of stumbled into a, a side room, and you know, the basement's filling up, and now she's trying to shift some things around. And there's a lot of sliding pieces in that puzzle, but she hasn't broken free that top left square that's going to have the right space so that she can slide what belongs in there for good into that spot. And so when you live with monkey brains, and sometimes even when you live with fish brains, they're not understanding what feels like a whole lot of stuff shifting around your home. You're like, why are you moving it over there now? Why, why, are you, why don't you just put it away? Well, away is full of stuff. So why don't you, well, because I have to move this stuff over to get to the stuff that is going to be in the way of the stuff that is going to actually be kept and go there. <laughs> you see what I'm getting at? There's so many moving pieces to get to your final destination. And sometimes you can't even see what that final destination is until you start getting some of the pieces together to know what your needs are. So I would say Alice is kind of in the right direction and the Cheshire Cat kind of gave her good advice in it doesn't really matter if you don't actually know what you're going to do next. It doesn't matter which direction you go as long as you go in a direction because you're going to learn what's happening along the way. But I've been working with Sarah a couple times now. I could tell the frustration in her voice and I could tell that she needs a, a breakthrough moment to see that there is that this is getting somewhere. <laughs> and so I said, all right, let's do this. Let's clear out one of the closets, vacuum it, dust it, make it feel brand new. And those things that we've already sorted out and we've already determined are 100% you know you love, you're going to keep them. We're going to get them into that spot because that's us moving that square into its perfect spot. And the rest is going to start becoming clear now that we can start actually putting things in permanent homes. I just think this is a great illustration and I wanted to turn it into a podcast that don't be afraid to move the pieces around. Don't be afraid to have to take two steps back before you can take one step forward again. Because if you can remind yourself that you're creating this sort of slide puzzle in your space, and you're going to get to that moment where it starts to click into place and you're going to start figuring it out. I can think of three gifts that come from not knowing where you're going, but just starting somewhere anyway. One of them is that it leaves you open to possibilities and a whole lot of creativity. I cannot tell you how many times I've gone into homes where people can't make their stuff work because they believe that it belongs a certain way. And as soon as I say, well, what if we did it this way instead? And they're like, wait, what? It's almost like they needed permission to not do it the way it belongs. So not knowing where you're going leaves you open to those possibilities of discovering something new. Two, it makes you not afraid to problem solve when the plan doesn't work. 
because I know a lot of type A monkey brain organizers who are excellent at their job and who do brilliant work for other monkey brains. Even sometimes they will find out that their perfect plan, that they knew exactly how it was going to work and they measured for and they bought the stuff for, they hit a snag and then the whole plan is messed up. It's like if they were working on the slide puzzle and they realize partway through because they knew the whole end picture the whole time, they got a square stuck in the wrong spot. And in order to move it where it belongs, they have to blow the whole room up again in order to figure out how to get it back together. Not being afraid to problem solve as you go isn't a bad thing. And then the third gift is remembering that this quote unquote end isn't actually your forever end. This room that she's creating for herself isn't always going to be one way. She's not going to put it all together and say, done, look, we never have to touch this room again because she will get other clothes and she'll get rid of clothes that she's loved before. She'll decide to turn it into an office and she'll decide she doesn't like it as an office anymore. She'll decide now they have a new pet and it needs a new space. Like life is fluctuating all the time. Remember, you don't have to get it, quote, right. You just have to make it the best you can to fit your immediate needs now. Sometimes it's a gift to not know where you're going. You really still can choose a path, see where it leads, learn along the way, and shift as you go. Hope that's helpful. And until next time, continue to choose joy.